And we back. Happy New Year. Welcome to the first episode of the Jones.com podcast of 2020. I know it's a little late in the month of New Year's. Uh, still January, so I guess I can still say Happy New Year. It's been a minute since I've done an episode due to me being extremely busy, not really being interested in having things to talk about because I'm not the type to jump on every single subject that goes that comes to hand. Not everything is worth mentioning. And it's getting to the point where there's a more and more things that aren't worth mentioning than there are worth mentioning. And that's just how I truly feel. It's been a tough week. It, uh, the day I'm recording this is January 29th. Kobe Bryant passed away a few days ago. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. If you did not know, that was my favorite player of all time. I grew up watching Kobe Bryant, idolizing Kobe Bryant. He's the reason that we have so many Laker fans today. Like, I know LeBron has carried his fan base to L.A. right now. But even throughout the like the 2000s, the 2010s, before LeBron got there, the Lakers haven't made the playoffs since, I believe, 2012. And... The Lakers have been relevant the entire time due to the fact that Kobe Bryant carried them or carried the name of the Lakers since, I guess you could say, 2000. It was Kobe and Shaq born. Shaq left. Kobe kept the franchise relevant. Even when Boston, like Boston, NBA is really Boston and the Lakers, and Boston hasn't had that same effect on the country that the Lakers have. Even though the Boston even though Boston has more championships than the Lakers, the Lakers have had more recent success when it comes to the not the 90s, let's say the 80s and the 2000s. So, yeah, um rest in peace Kobe Bryant. He will truly be missed, but I don't want to dwell on that too much because that's sad. It's very sad. Uh all the tribute things are sad. I I've actually muted Kobe Bryant on Twitter to minimize the amount of uh, grief that I would have to go through. I don't know if that's the right, right way to phrase it, but that's just truly how I feel about um, just me just dwelling on that. So moving on, uh, before we get into it today, uh, if you're listening on Apple, please rate this podcast five stars. And if you're not listening on Apple, open up the podcast app on Apple. And please rate this five stars to help boost my podcast in the algorithm. If I'm new listeners, uh, just share it as well. If you see or if you're listening to this, please share it and just uh, comment on it and tell me what you think about it. Whatever. So, yeah, uh, getting into it. The Grammys were Sunday. What the, yeah, the Grammys were Sunday. And I... I've, I've told you guys how I felt about the Grammys before, but there, this year was a new level of disrespect, shall I say? Because Tyler the Creator won Best Rap Album, and I'm a huge, not anymore, but like I was a huge Tyler fan back in the day. He doesn't rap anymore. And that's the issue right there. He doesn't rap anymore, but he won Best Rap Album. It just doesn't make sense. And I'm not, and he even, said it that he made an alternative album, shall I say, and it ended up being in the rap category because he's a black artist, and 
when it comes to black artists, if you're not specific, uh, specifying what type of music you're making, they're going to put you in the hip-hop category or rap category. There's a lot of rappers, shall I say that, really wouldn't be considered rappers. Like, uh, I think they'll probably consider Black a rapper, Six Lack. They would probably consider him a rapper. Probably Bryson Tiller would be considered a rapper. So, yeah, I don't really know how they do their categories when it comes to black people. But, I, but no, I mean... Uh, I don't really know what genre those artists would be considered to me, but I'm pretty sure the Grammy uh, Academy would consider them rappers. And that's just the issue with the Grammys. Also, Old Town Road did not win Record of the Year or Song of the Year. And I have two issues with that. All right. So one, Old Town Road was the longest charting number one song ever. And it did not win record or Grammy or song of the year. Highly disrespectful. Billie Eilish took home both of those. I think she also won album of the year, which is, I don't know. I don't listen to Billie Eilish. I don't think she makes music for me. I've never really heard a song by her. And I'm not really interested in, them, in her. I, I don't have anything against her, but that's just how I feel about just things. You know, because there's, there's music that's just not for you or you just don't feel like it's for you. And so that's just how I feel about Billie Eilish. I feel like she appeals to young, the younger generation. I haven't really met anybody over the age of anything who listens to her. I, you know, I don't know. She's just not in my demographic of people that I hang around that would listen to Billie Eilish. So, yeah, that's one. And um, two, I don't know what the difference is between record of the year and song of the year like that. That that's very confusing. I don't I don't I was I was trying to think back in the day when they would release records and some you know what I there's no per there's no way in hell like I can just even make that up or like continue that. So um continuing in this rap category, Nipsey Hustle won two Grammys and he did not deserve neither one of them. Not neither one. One of them was the DJ Khaled song, uh, the one with, uh, what's his man? Uh, John Legend. The one with John Legend. He won one right there. DJ Khaled won his uh, Grammy. And that song wasn't even worthy of a Grammy. And two, the I don't even know the other song. Like The other song wasn't even anything, right? And so there's this thing where they... They call them posthumous awards, shall I say, where they like to award someone who recently passed and they're going to like say their body of work or what they did since they passed was greater than what it really was when in reality it really wasn't. Nipsey Hussle was nominated for a Grammy last year and he did not win. So with um with the album Victory Lap, I'm not saying he should have won, but yeah, it's just eh. You know, I'm just not a fan of giving people who passed away an award just because they passed away. It just doesn't make sense. I guess it's to honor their legacy, but you can honor somebody's legacy in a different way, not by just giving them an award that they really, truly, honestly didn't deserve. I'm just not a fan of that. Also, speaking of that, people are saying they should change the NBA logo. Since Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant passed away, this is like unrelated to the Grammys or whatever, but it's just in the same death category. I'm not a fan of changing the logo. Like I'm, 
I understand. I, I feel that Kobe's number should be retired, 8 and 24, just throughout the league. Players have said they will retire the number. Uh, there are players who have changed their number from 8. Uh, then Woody officially changed his number from uh, number 8. So I'm I'm for that. No other players should wear 8 and 24. But the logo, not really into changing the logo, not really into people saying that we shouldn't play the game 21 anymore, we should play 24. Like, no, let's stop. Let's stop. Like, just not go crazy. You know, I, I'm going to miss Kobe. I really was a huge fan of the show Detail on ESPN. I really love seeing him at different appearances. Rest in peace to his daughter, too, Gigi. She was – we were all looking forward to her making the WNBA. So, I'm just – yeah, not a fan of that. But back to the Grammys. Uh, 21 Savage won his second Grammy, and he got J. Cole his first Grammy. Uh, shout out to J. Cole for finally winning the Grammy. I don't know if he was there or not. J. Cole has not put his music in the Grammys over the past, I think, maybe two albums. He hasn't tried to win a Grammy. So, I mean, I don't blame him. The Grammys are a piece of BS, um, just like the Oscars, Golden Globes, and the Emmys. And so, yeah, when it comes to all of these award shows, I, I just wanted to talk on like, uh, I wanted to talk on that just a little bit. Why do these award shows matter, and who do they really matter to? Because while they have said once he was nominated for a Grammy, he was able to charge for a higher price, you know. And um, I feel like depending on who you are, you should always be able to charge whatever you think you're worth. Don't let some award from like what 50 people 50 old white people determine what your uh, worth in the streets are i don't i don't believe that should make any sense you should always know your price and add tax right so uh who else um okay i was having this debate with a friend that dwayne johnson the rock right he doesn't have any oscars or uh, oscar yeah he doesn't have any oscars right leonardo DiCaprio just got his first oscar a few years ago but we know those two actors are box office. We know regardless of what they do, they're going to bring people to the theater. Their movies are going to be pretty much great movies. And their performances in the movie is going to be great. Not saying The Rock, more so Leonardo DiCaprio. But we know. But The Rock is more so box office, right? So if The Rock is going to be in a movie, it's probably going to be an action whatever the rock movies are a bunch of him movies of him doing like swole stuff right so since uh the rock is box office he can charge top dollar since uh if you didn't know he was the highest pay actor over the past few years like each year he keeps winning highest pay actor or highest pay actor award right and that's because he is box office he's going to bring the tickets in he's going to do those movies that's going to work and if you say he doesn't have really much range, he's done the game plan, he's done the tooth fairy, he's been a Moana, you know what I'm saying? He fought a building with a prosthetic leg, he's been a G.I. Joe, he's done, he's what, he's been, what was that, Hercules? So yeah, he's done tons of movies in different roles, and I guess you could say they're all pretty much the same role in a way, just, you know, but they're box office and people are going to see those movies, so he can charge more money. Now, Lakeith Stanfield, I don't know if he has an Oscar or Emmy or any one of those awards in that category. I don't know. But we know he's a great actor, right? And his movies are usually pretty darn good. Chris Stanfield is probably not going to bring home. He can't charge what The Rock is charging because he's not box office. And so at that, what I'm saying is 
what do these awards really matter when it comes to revenue? Because even if I'm an executive for working for these companies, it wouldn't make sense if I was to pay somebody all this money who's an Oscar winner or Emmy winner or whatever, and they don't, and the movie flops because I don't want to say the movie was trash, but it's just like they're not box office. Like no one cares to see this movie. What really, what really uh, gets people in seats in theaters is um, superhero movies and action. People love to watch action in theaters, and just sometimes a really really good like story. I feel like a lot of movies just suck at storytelling. Really, really suck at storytelling. And there's a fact. There's the fact that Netflix ends up getting a lot of the good movies. There's a lot of good movies that comes out that they don't even bother hitting theaters. They hit straight Netflix. And back in the day, if a movie went straight to DVD, which is basically what Netflix is, if a movie went straight to DVD or it went straight to television, it, the quality of it was the quality perceived of the movie was really, really bad, right? The movie was going to be just okay. I think, like, the second Bring It On didn't go, the second, third, or fourth, like, I don't know what Bring It On they're on. But any of those those movies did not make it towards the, the theater, so no one really went to go watch those movies or went to go buy those movies. I don't know why it's like that, but that's really how it is. But in recent time, Netflix has changed that narrative, and the better stuff comes on Netflix or shall I say HBO television. It's just it's just strange how everything is working out, man. But um, I don't understand. My my entire thing is my argument is uh those award shows don't really matter when the fan service and the numbers that's behind the revenue of each movie. I think that matters most. Um. Because you have, ah, oh, my words are really, really bad right now. Okay, so we have websites like Metacritic and Rotten Tomatoes and others, other websites, review sites that fans can go on and genuinely give their review of the movie if it sucked, if it's good. Critics are the people who work for magazines. They don't really matter anymore. Um, I don't feel like these award shows don't really matter anymore because a lot of these people can say these movies suck. But if the movies are doing good numbers, then the studio has a, a mindset of, okay, we should do this again because it made us money. Not because it sucked, because people actually liked it. So go go, go towards the numbers, not towards the critics, because usually the numbers are always right, except when it comes to DC movies, because those movies do numbers, but they suck. And yeah, everybody can say that. Uh, moving on. I just got really, really scrambled with words there. That was that was terrible. We should take a break. All right, I'm gonna take a break. And we're back. Um, yeah. So, getting into the uh, next topic, I've been watching Avatar: The Last Airbender over. Uh, a friend gifted it to me. I sent out this invoice to all of my friends. By the way. And it was just a list of things on the on the list. It was kind of like a Christmas list, I guess you can say. But yeah, I sent a, a list of it with an, I sent the invoice out with a list of items that I would want. And one of those items was Avatar: The Last Airbender Complete Collection. And I've been watching it lately, you know, as I should because that's what I asked for, and I got it. And um, 
first things first, this is a Blu-ray and it has not been upscaled to HD. I don't know how Nick is out here selling that content without upscaling it to HD. It's not even fit to screen ratio. Like it's um it's kind of cut off on the edges. The quality isn't bad, but it's not. I feel like they could they could remaster this content and, and re-release it because it's been too long and they're selling this for forty dollars. And I don't think it's worth forty dollars if you're not gonna uh remaster the content. That's my issue with that's my only issue with this DVD. Uh also it's too many discs. It's non-disc. I thought the entire purpose of Blu-ray was so we could minimize disc. You know, because Blu-rays can hold so so much more information in the DVD. So I thought, yeah, like why why do I have nine discs? I think each book has three discs. But what I'm starting to realize with Avatar The Last Airbender is that the show wasn't really that long. Because as a kid, I remember the Northern Air Temple. Not the Northern Air Temple, but the Northern Water Temple. I remember them being there, to me, felt like forever, you know? It felt like they were there for like four, five, six episodes. Well, in reality, they were only there for two episodes. So in those two episodes... I guess you could say Aang mastered waterbending. I, I feel like they did like some time skips or whatever. Uh, Sokka fell in love with the moon, the moon chick. So, yeah, and that's just in two episodes. As a kid, this seemed like so many more episodes, but in reality, it isn't. And so now I'm already on book three. Um, they haven't found Toph yet. We're looking towards Toph. Uh, Zuko becomes a rogue prince. After book one, which is season one, the water season, after uh, the, the the waters, the wa- the northern water tribe, Zuko becomes a uh, a criminal to the Fire Nation, shall I say? Yeah, and so that's when they introduce episode one of season two is when they introduce his sister. Why well, I can't remember any names? You guys know what. Uh, Zuko's sister uh, name is. Let me Google this real quick. Uh, oh my goodness. Yeah, Prince Zuko's sister name was Azula. Yeah, I don't know why I couldn't think of that at the point. But yeah, Azula and her uh, squad, they come in in season two, like at the early part of season two. And it seems like they were in the show forever. And I'm at I'm I, in my rewatch. I'm not even at Bossing Say yet. So they haven't found Toph. He hasn't learned anything of earth bending, but he's going to end up getting there, you know. And um, what I've learned to appreciate about this show is that they've come and make an entire. They created an entire universe of avatars. We know the past two avatar names. We know Avatar Roku, which is a firebender. And he tried to prevent the war from starting in the first place. But the Fire Lord at the time just waited till the next Avatar came, which was Aang, right? And then uh, Avatar Kiyoshi, who was an earthbender, who also prevented the Earth Kingdom from taking over the world. So, uh, yeah, they created a backstory. They've created Zuko's backstory where his mom died. We don't know what happened to his mom. And we know he was banished for five. I don't, he, I don't remember what happened. They haven't showed that legit backstory just yet. 
but we know he was banished from his kingdom as uh, from being a prince, and he could not return unless he brought the Avatar home, which is very hilarious because his dad sent him on a dead mission because the Avatar had not been seen for 100 years. So they had been thought that the Avatar was no more. Uh, all of the monks had been taken out in that 100 years. Like, There's a lot of backstory that we can have another show. Like, I understand we had The Legend of Korra, but we can have a show that starts once Aang went into the iceberg, and we can start the show from there. We can also have an entire show based off Avatar Roku and Kiyoshi, just off the backstory that they have. And I feel like the Avatar universe could have easily expanded expanded itself, just like the Harry Potter universe or the Game of Thrones universe or the Naruto universe. Like Avatar was written so well that we could easily expand it or have a, a bunch of different spinoffs. The movie version they tried to give us was complete dirt, but it was better than Dragon Ball Evolution, so I guess I'll give that a pass. But, yeah, like I'm saying, there's just it's so much more to do. And it, with that with, with that uh, universe, and I feel like we can they should revisit it because fans would definitely tune in. Like, the fans love it. Ever, what Legend of Korra was... I don't know. I, I didn't really watch that. I, I guess I'm going to get that next and try to binge that. So, yeah. But they did all of this storytelling and all of this driven, like, uh, the, the diversity that they added into this this universe in just 61 episodes. And that was very, very impressive. I guess Game of Thrones was like a total of 70 episodes, and we had a lot of backstory with that. But Game of Thrones was like an hour and some change long each episode. Avatar was 22 minutes, you know? And so what you can get done in 22 minutes shows that there's too many shows out there that's just wasting time with filler episodes because Avatar has filler episodes, but they all mean something and they all tell a little bit about growth. Um, speaking of Avatar, we, like, uh, they, had, they had so many different villages, so many different cities. They had Omashu. They had Ba Sing Se, the northern and southern water temples. They had the few Fire Nation cities. They had the um. They had each each nation had their own temple that that guarded the avatar. Each nation had its own avatar temple. They had the Fire Nation had different generals. So did the Earth Na Earth Kingdom. Um, we had seen that the uh, water temple was the water nation was the second weakest to. The air, like the airbenders, the airbenders had all been extinct. We don't really know too much about them. Um, who else? We had the warriors of Kiyoshi. We had Jet and his little uh, ninja, uh, uh, not ninja, more so the Robin Hood um, characters. We we had the swamp people. So it was just a, it was like a, a bunch of different characters they created that all ended up coming back into full circle the longer the show continued to go. So I'm just a really huge fan of Avatar. I've been talking about Avatar for eight minutes long, as you guys see. So um yeah, we're gonna move on to the final subject of today, and that is a little bit of politics. I know you guys aren't really into me in politics, or a lot of you guys aren't even into politics. So uh, I like to talk about politics just a little bit. Um, I'm not a Trump fan when it comes to, I don't know. I'm not really a fan of any politician, shall I say. I do accept the fact that Trump has been giving us, uh, he 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 don't, he don't gave money to the HBCUs. 
He put a lot of money in a lot of business people's pockets. He he took away Obamacare, which raised health care for a lot of people who already had health care. And if you didn't and couldn't afford health care, there was a tax upon your your income for that. Because um, I had a friend who couldn't afford to pay for health care. So when she did her income tax, she ended up owing money towards the government instead of receiving money because she didn't have health care. So there was a penalty of that, and which I don't think was fair because if you didn't even go to the hospital, why would you still have to pay the health care tax? It's just... Eh, doesn't make sense. And why are we getting? I don't understand the purpose of new taxes when they already got get trillions of dollars in tax revenue. It's just a lot of it just doesn't make sense to me. But hey, I don't run the government. That's just me. But yeah, um, so it's looking like Trump is going to win a second term. Right now, he's under impeachment, and no one really cares about the impeachment. Everybody's like, yes, he's impeached, not really knowing what that means. He's going to be probably found not guilty, and we're going to end up with Trump, right, to finish the rest of his term. Not only to finish the rest of his term, but he's going to win for another four years. And the reason is because the Democrats are out against their only chance to winning against Trump, which is Bernie Sanders. Okay, now Bernie has a huge fan base. There's a lot of people saying vote for Bernie. There's a lot of people who wanted Bernie to win last election over Hillary Clinton because a lot of people didn't believe in Hillary Clinton, but there's this narrative being driven that America was ready for a woman president. And I guess they were, I don't know. I didn't vote last election when it came to president because I really wasn't interested. I wrote in in a, because I'm just not a fan of, if I'm not a fan of somebody, I'm not going to vote for him. So I wasn't a fan of Trump, not really a fan of Hillary either. So yeah, not going to vote for neither one of them. So what the, DOC, DRC, I don't really know what they call it. Uh huh. The Democrats, right? So, what the Democrats are uh, leaning towards is Elizabeth Warren and Joe Biden. They want it to be between those two candidates. Now, here's the thing about Joe Biden he's not running on anything, he's just really up there saying, Oh, the Obama administration did this, and I was a part of that. And then he, then somebody says something negative about them. He's like, "Oh well, that was just under Obama's administration. I, I wouldn't do that as president." So it's just like he's riding Obama's coattail. He doesn't really. There's nothing about Joe Biden I like. He wrote the '94 Crime Bill. He's against a lot of things when it comes to the average person or the poor person. And I'm just not a big fan of any of his anything. He's yeah, I'm just not a fan of Joe Biden. Uh, yeah, and that's him, right? And then Elizabeth Warren is the person that Donald Trump consistently calls Pocahontas because she told the world that she was Native American and they did an ancestry and she's barely, barely, like under 0.5% Native American. So, yeah, that was very disrespectful. She's a, a habitual liar. And it's just nothing. I'm just not a fan of her either. It's just those two candidates they're pushing. They just don't come off as genuine. They seem like politicians, and and the the speech of politicians is dead. It's completely dead. All right. Donald Trump went up there and just started talking like a regular person. He's not trying to outwit us, outsmart us, and talk in fancy ways to not answer questions, to to deflect. You know what I'm saying? And neglect answers. So yeah, Donald Trump is the the reason he won because he was straightforward 
And that's what Elizabeth Warren and Joe Biden are complete opposites of. Elizabeth Warren, her biggest thing is she's a woman and a woman should be president. Like, I think that's what she's carrying to her victory. I don't know. If Elizabeth Warren is elected, once again, she uh, Donald Trump will be president. It's same with Joe Biden because I don't see black people coming out and voting for them. And what those people don't understand is they need the minority vote to get over the world, honestly. Well, get over uh, Donald Trump because Donald Trump has the, the Republican states on lock. His, his support has actually grown since being in office. So, I mean, yeah, just not really seeing uh them losing and then the democrats have it out against bernie sanders they really do uh every chance they get they try to throw him under the bus elizabeth warren tried to say that bernie sanders said that he doesn't believe america is ready for a woman president and she had no proof of that but it's there is proof time and time again that bernie sanders said a woman can definitely be president then hillary clinton out of nowhere for no reason whatsoever came and said that nobody none of the politicians or democrats like bernie sanders she just said that for no apparent reason like she she has no she has no gain of saying that but the thing is um she's just against bernie sanders winning and like they have this narrative because bernie is running for free health care taxing amazon and taxing these big billion dollar companies who don't pay taxes He's against free health care, canceling student debt, eliminating what? Um, uh, well, canceling student debt and making community college free or some form of college free. And yeah, the Democrats or nobody in politics is for that. And they keep asking him, where you get the money? Where you get the money? And the question is, where do we get the money to bail out the automotive industry? Where do we get the money to bail out? the banks who didn't bail out the people who went to the banks. You get what I'm saying? So it's just a lot of uh, elitism in politics going on right now in the country. So, uh, yeah, they don't want Bernie to win. They also don't want Andrew Yang to win. They really just uh, phased him out of all, what, um, Democratic debates. Uh, Andrew Yang was running on the... I think I don't know if he wanted to cancel student debt or what he was going for for healthcare, but he was on a universal basic income of a thousand dollars, which means if you were an American citizen over the age of eighteen, every month you would get a thousand dollars, which would be an extra twelve thousand dollars in your pocket each year, and that would help boost the economy. It wouldn't raise inflation because, I mean, it just wouldn't, right? And then with that extra thousand dollars, people could be able to. Uh, it will it will boost the economy. So an extra thousand dollars for me, right? I could probably um get my like get get like live by myself without a roommate or anything, right? I could probably get one of those apartments downtown or something, you know, just twelve months a year. I could pay that off with that extra thousand dollar income. Uh a lot of people would be able to afford health care. Um, that could be extra spending money for a lot of people. People could go on vacation. So that money will get spent because we know that people do not like to save money like that. So, yeah, that extra $1,000 a month to every single citizen, citizen would uh, end up back in the government's hand and just generally boost income and revenue throughout the country. It will boost businesses because people will be spending more. And, yeah, so I don't understand how 
people are saying, well, that could really hurt the economy because of inflation. And inflation and money is just a digital number that really doesn't exist anymore. Because if you look in the, uh, if you go to the U.S. world debt clock, right, when it comes to inflation, we say money is worth this, blah, 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 blah. If you go to the U.S. Uh, world debt clock, every country is in debt to somebody somewhere. Like every single country is trillions of dollars in debt. Even China, you know how we say we owe China tons of money. China is in debt to somebody. So since all of these countries are in debt, I've come to the conclusion that money really doesn't exist. It's just an idea, right? And yeah, so um, I'm I was for Andrew Yang. I was a Yang ganger, and I'm uh, a fan of Bernie Sanders. Um, I'm really getting sick and tired of these new people just announcing their pre- presidency. Uh, Mike Bloomberg, the billionaire, is just paying his way for advertisements he's not going to get votes there's a thing that people do when they're running for uh, president when uh, there's an election time is they won't clout and they want to be um considered relevant so what they start to do is they start to uh, announce their run for presidency so people can get their face and get to know their name so they can be more relevant um why i honestly don't know probably to get other government jobs and people to look up to them and I guess for better business. I don't know. So it's all a money thing. I'm not up there, but I kind of understand it in a little bit. But um, yeah, that's all I really wanted to talk about when it comes to politics. And that's all I wanted to talk about today. If you made it this far, thanks for rocking out with the Jones.com podcast. And uh, rate this five stars on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you're listening to. Go ahead and, you know, just share it. Like, subscribe and share, like, subscribe. And um, thanks for rocking out with me, and we out of here.